Hello everyone and welcome to Collect In with Lindsay. I'm so excited to start this podcast. I just feel like there's just so much to be said um, that you can you can only type or share so much. I feel like at some point, um, you know, words have to be actually said and things have to actually be discussed um and so just with everything going on I feel like um you know I just feel like I I needed to express how I'm feeling um just as an outlet to get some of um what I am feeling out it's been really hard on me the last um week or so and I just feel like I have all these emotions bottled up, excuse me, bottled up. And I feel like a podcast would be a great outlet for me. Um, Not even, not, not even just an outlet, but maybe even a healing. Um, What's what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, A form of healing that I can, um, you know, use just to kind of heal some of these wounds that I have, um, you know, wounds that I've been working on trying to, um, close that just keep getting ripped back open constantly. Um, you know, I was just, and disclaimer as well, I, I have no, there's no, I have no set topic, um, you know, for each podcast. This is just, me talking and expressing you know what I see going on today so if I you know if I seem like I'm rambling or I'm changing um, topics it's really because I have there's not one set topic for each episode I'm just noting things that I see that are going on and um, just expressing my opinion on what is going on so that's just that quick disclaimer um but speaking of the wounds that I'm trying to heal, I was just getting over the Ahmad Arbery case. Um, you know, uh, prayers to his family. Um, I know they convicted the three men that were involved. Um, I'm keeping tabs on that case. But it's just been so many where they get off one, you know, a small amount of time served. Nothing was going to bring a mod back. Um, and that's, that's the sad thing. So I was just starting to get over that. I mean, of course there's been dozens, hundreds of other cases, you know, Tamir Rice, um, Trayvon Martin, all, all of those are, you know, deep rooted wounds that I have but recently I've just been trying to get over Ahmad Arbery's and now what almost two weeks about two weeks later uh, not even a month I believe the the George Floyd case and this the George Floyd hit me in a place that I didn't even know was there um I was out of town um One of my family members has a house on the beach in Delaware. And this was a few days after the Maude Arbery case. And I was just feeling kind of just sad. And, um, you know, so I I took that 
opportunity to get away for a little bit, just to go to the beach, you know, clear my head. And then this George Floyd case happened and it just completely blindsided me. And it took me aback. And that trip, like I'll, I'll never forget um, that trip because just so much happened in those couple days that I was in Delaware. And the fact that I believe they're saying that he was, they thought that the, the store, I believe that the name of the store was, let me double check. It was like a food giant or see I'm sorry guys they should be completely held accountable cup cup foods is the name cup foods cup foods I completely hold you accountable for what happened supposedly they claimed he was using a fake $20 bill or something and that came out to be not true um, you know, he was pulled over. The, the, the side of it, I did not watch the video. I, I refuse to watch any video that shows. Um, I didn't I didn't watch the Mount Ivory video. Um, of course, I, I saw clips and images and I was able to get the gist of what happened, but I would I will never ever watch a full video of someone's life being taken. I will I refuse. That's where I draw the line. I understand, you know, some people do want to watch it just to get the full effect and just so they know the facts. Um, but from my personal standpoint, um, I personally can't handle that. But I know, um, I believe there were four cops on his, there was, there was the side that you saw in the video. There's another, on the other side of that video, um, you see the, I believe it was four, three or four cops that were on him, on his back with their knees and then of course officer Chauvin was you know with um had his knee on his neck and it just came out that the family did a private autopsy like a separate autopsy um outside of like just the state's autopsy and it did show because the Minneapolis police was trying to say that he was not killed by asphyxiation um, but this independent autopsy did come to say that it was homicide from asphyxiation from Officer Chauvin and his, the force that he was putting on his windpipe cut off oxygen um, to the brain. And that ultimately caused him to pass. And I know in the video, we see him pass away. I know that he takes his last breath in that video and for that I cannot bring myself to watch that. I know that they were he pronounced he was pronounced dead at the hospital. The only reason for that is that um, I don't believe like police officers can have the authority to pronounce um, a victim, you know, a, what's the other word I'm trying to say, victim, suspect, whatever, dead on the scene. I don't think they have like that authority to say or that or the clearance to say even though it is obvious he was already gone at the scene I, I believe it has to be cleared by an actual like medical professional or um, like you know EMT or first responder 
so that's so technically he was already gone I, I can't even say the word dead it's just like it's just it's just sickening but he was doa i mean he was he was already gone before he he wasn't doa which is dead on arrival he was um i mean he was doa which is dead on arrival because he passed at the scene and not at the hospital um, which is very sad there's another video of a cop um he went on his instagram and he was explaining that as a cop and I have, I have an uncle that was a police officer for over a decade. He's not an officer anymore. Um, he's a air marshal. But he was a police officer um, for over 10 years in Atlanta. And um, so this other officer that went on his Instagram to explain, you know, how an officer should have behaved in that situation I know this to be true because of my uncle being an officer previously um, but this officer was explaining how that police officers are technically are also first responders and even if a suspect blew up you know a school if they're showing any signs of distress it's up to the officer to issue aid whether innocent guilty doesn't matter at that point if if a suspect, whoever is detained and is showing signs of distress, it is up to them to issue aid. And the fact that you see him actually, Officer Chauvin, you see him actually applying pressure to his neck just screams premeditation. I don't want, I don't know if the word premeditation is the right word, but it, it definitely screams. Um, he had, he was, he was willfully or he was knowingly doing that. Um, and it also came out that they knew each other for um, some years. I believe they worked at the same club or the same restaurant or something. And they, they did know of each other. And I don't think that's going to play out well for Officer Chauvin. I do believe that they moved his third, his third degree murder charge up to second degree, which is um, a bigger offense than third degree. First degree is premeditated. Um, second degree, I believe, is it's not premeditated, but it's it's to the point where you had where you had um, like intent to kill um third degree murder i believe is to the point where like like say you got in a car accident um obviously it was it was just a freak accident and you might have um you know caused another person in the accident to pass away i believe that would be like an example of third degree which is obviously not the case for this so i'm glad that they moved it from third to second i wish it was first but i'm not gonna get my hopes too high because we know how the system works. Even with even with him being booked and charged, I'm not getting my hopes too high. I'm just keeping my eyes out. Um, his wife, which I believe I believe there was there was another officer. I for, I don't know the names of them. I actually don't really want to know the names. Um, but it was it was the other officer. I be, I don't know what I don't know what his name was but I believe his wife officer Chauvin's wife 
is the sister of the other officer in that video. I believe he is of um, Asian descent. I know that's a broad um, blanket term. Um, I, I do not know what what race he was, and that's you know that's on me. I, I honestly don't really care to to look it up because I I see him as an accomplice. But I know that in the video, I don't know if he was Japanese, Chinese, Korean. I'm not sure, but that that man that was in the video along with officer chauvin um he was just standing there and not and not letting it happen i believe that um doctor not doctor officer chauvin's um wife was that other officer's sister so anyway that wife is divorcing um officer chauvin which is surprising to me because that um, officer chauvin has had multiple um, run-ins with this kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Sorry guys, I just have so much like <laughs> running through my head. Other run-ins with, you know, him being um, violent, you know, towards other people of color. He's, I think there was like eight other, eight or nine other incidents like this. And so I was like, you knew, she knew what was going on. So. The only reason why she's divorcing him is because of the media that this the George Floyd, the press that this George Floyd case is getting because she been new. She been new. There's no way, there's no way just all of a sudden now you are divorcing him. I'm sure he, I'm sure after all these incidents, there was probably, he was probably on leave for some, for a couple weeks. I'm sure she was curious as to why he was at home and I'm sure she had to know what was really going on so I'm not I'm not I'm not any I don't feel any way towards her I don't feel bad for her um I don't feel sad for her I feel like she knew she had to have known there's no way you're married and don't know what your husband is up to at work that's just everything is public record she knew she's only divorcing him now because of the press and she's probably um getting pressured so that's what I have to say about that, um, it's just it's just sad that you know nothing has really changed. You know, I'm just looking at all these stories and just thinking back of how long that this has been going on. The fact that it's 2020 and nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing has changed. The police force stems from a group it stems from slave it stems from a group of that was I can't think of the I don't know if they, I don't know if they had an actual name I don't know but I know it stems from slave patrol so there, there's a reason behind all of this madness I promise you it's not just you know police versus um, criminals. This goes way deeper than that. The police force stems from groups that were made for slave patrol. And I promise you, whatever rules that those slave patrols had are still very much so prevalent today. It's just that it's legalized. We're being, you know, 
brainwashed into thinking that, you know, the black race are thieves, are criminals, and that's something that's been going on for centuries. I think that's a topic I'll save for another video, um, another podcast. I just kind of want to keep this first one a little brief just to kind of get a few things off of my chest and then, um, you know, maybe a few podcasts down the road, I'll start to try to have, you know, targeted topics. So I'll, that, that's a whole separate conversation. I, I'll save that for another day, but I, there's a reason that this is happening and it's, it's sad to see, you know, now that we have social media, like this has been going on for, for decades. It's just now that it's being recorded is, is the thing. Um, black people have been getting lynched, killed for years, years before this. There was a story, uh, I, I remember reading it a few years back. Um, I think it was during like, you know, the civil rights movement. I have to get more information. Um, or you can feel free to look it up on your own if you'd like, but they would tie, um, you know, the group who are white, white KKK, whoever, obviously, you know, white people would tie, you know, just random innocent, like today, people of color to the back of, um, their truck, car, whatever it was and ride them down a gravel road. And you can just imagine um, what that effect would have. So this has been going on forever. So I don't know if you heard that notification. I need to turn my phone on mute. I'm sorry guys, up a little, it's my first rodeo. So I'm, I hope I'll get better down the road, but honestly, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just getting some things off of my chest, but anyway, so this goes really, it goes way deep. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see that, you know, cities are getting burned and because uh, obviously not every police officer is the same. Um, it's hard to target who the bad ones are if we don't know for sure. But then again, I, I see everyone's frustration. You know, we've been silent and complacent for, for way too long. We've been seen as animals and monsters for way too long and it needs to come to an end. And I feel like George Floyd is the catalyst for that. Um, it's sad it had to happen in that way, but this, but what this uprising or whatever you want to call it had, had to happen. There's no way that these innocent black men are still getting killed for no reason. They're unarmed because they are looked at as threats. I hope you can understand what I'm saying. And the only reason why I'm going this hard is because I have a little brother. And if anything were to happen to him, best believe I would be burning everything down. So with that said, I, I understand the frustration. Obviously, is there an issue with burning and looting and all that? Of course. But then again, 
there's only so much as a race and as a group of people that we can take before we're going to fight back. The fact that um, our president is trying to um, count some of these innocent protesting groups like Antifa as terrorist groups and not KKK just goes to show what kind of issues we're dealing with. There's no way that the country that we live in, which is founded on murder, rape, thievery, lies, deception, has the nerve to call out black people who are upset and who, not even just black people, everyone who's upset. I see a lot of non-people of color who are really coming out and fighting. I'm so proud. Just be safe. Please just be safe. That's all I have to say. But him labeling these groups as terrorists and saying the word thug, he was just on CNN right now. I watched it. He was, um, he came out of his bunker, came out of his bunker to say a few words. And he said the word thug a couple of times. And that's another, um, you know, passive aggressive uh, tool to brainwash. Cause you saying thug multiple times is, is implementing more of the narrative that, you know, people of color are threats. And I don't appreciate that. Because where was the National Guard when white people about a week or so ago were protesting about getting haircuts and their nails done? Because then they were just, you know, I think, and he made a tweet, he said they were just, you know, unhappy people just, you know, peacefully protesting. But now all of a sudden a black man gets killed and everyone's upset or we're all of a sudden thugs that just doesn't sit well with me. And if it sits well with you, you might want to, um, might be some things you might need to um, come to terms with. But I feel like that'd be another topic for another podcast. Um, This one is just kind of a little introduction of, you know, the type of things I'll be talking about. Um... Hopefully this will be a, you know, cathartic. I'm really, I'm really using this as a, just a, a journal for me. Um, you know, if people listen to this or not, it's really not the, the goal, the end goal for me. Um, it's more so for me just to discuss, um, you know, things that need to be addressed. And I feel like have not been addressed So, um, yeah, I, um, you know, hope things that helps things can change, um, with, I feel like, like this situation just feels different. I don't know if that makes sense, but something about this just feels different. Like, I feel like there's going to be a change coming. I don't know what it will be. But something about Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd passing so soon in the same manner, something's, something's brewing. 
I feel something different and I feel like something, you know, needs to change. Um, another thing I wanted to quickly say, um, are, um, I don't know, I might, I might save that for another episode. I, I wanted to go into, you know, these brands that, um, thrive off of the black dollar, but are silent when it matters the most. I feel like that's a whole, I feel like that's a whole other um, topic. So it's good I'm thinking of some ideas that I can discuss. I think I'm gonna try to keep each podcast about 30 minutes just to kind of quickly touch base with everyone. Um, I believe in the next one, um, I definitely wanna discuss the brands that are silent and also discuss other groups that are silent who, need to speak up and say something as well but I hope you guys if anyone watched or listened um, you enjoyed this episode I definitely look forward to discussing some more issues with you all you know if you have any things that you would like me to say feel free to DM me Um, I'll put my email in my bio. Um, I feel like there's going to be a shift in my, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? There's going to be a shift in the type of things I'll be talking about. Usually it's about anything I'm doing modeling wise or career wise, but I'm not focused on any of that right now. And that's the honest truth. I feel like I need to make a a shift of what is really important. And at that first, I thought that's what it was. But when I'm seeing innocent black men being shot and killed in the streets and left for dead, you know, some things just don't matter. They just don't matter. And I'm coming to realize that. And, you know, hopefully I can enlighten someone and heal myself in the in in all in the same breath so i hope you guys enjoyed this it definitely i definitely feel like i got some things off my chest but i definitely look forward to discussing some more i don't know if i'll have any like set day of me releasing podcasts i think it'll just be when i feel like something needs to be said or discussed the first few episodes will probably come sooner behind each other since there's so much going on but I won't say like every Monday or every Wednesday I just don't know I don't don't even know if I can even commit to anything like that right now um, with everything going on but I love you guys please stay safe if you feel uncomfortable or anything you can or want to talk you can please reach out to me If you feel overwhelmed, step away from your phone for a little bit. I know it's so much going on. There's only so much you can take. Just step away for a little bit. If you have to go outside, take a walk, meditate, whatever you need to do to bring yourself back to center. That's what matters the most. And be with your family. We don't know how long we have. 
um, here with our loved ones. So please be with your family. If you have any grudges with the new one, let it go. Let it go. It's too much going on. I understand some things can't be forgiven, but if, if there's something that can be, try and mend any relationship or issue that we you have with someone because it's just it's just some things are just bigger than that but I love you guys stay safe stay sane and I am officially clocking out I will talk to you guys again soon mm-hmm.